Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. I hope you're having a great day. Got a lot to get to. Cannot wait. But first, make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. And also, don't forget today's podcast is presented to you by the great people over at Sugar Fire Westminster, as well as Superbook Sports Colorado. Sugar Fire, we're going to talk a little bit about the awesomest, uh, awesomeness excuse me, that is them here in a little bit. But uh, a lot to get to. Can't wait. Like I said, some amazing headlines. It's it's nice and quiet in the house. My wife's aunt took the kids to, I think it's Boondocks today, and they're going to have some fun uh, racing cars. If you've ever been on a go-kart uh, track, it's one of the most fun things you can do as a kid or an adult. And I remember for my brother's bachelor party a long time ago, I was in charge of that, obviously. We won't talk about what happened later in the evening. <laughs> anyway, but what I'll tell you is that during the day, I took him to some go-kart track, I want to say in Boulder, and it was great. We, you, you know, we had uh, some adult beverages and had a good time, and I remember <laughs> we were the only ones there, so... The, the individuals running the place were like, yeah, take, take as many laps as you want. No big deal. Who cares? So what ends up happening is some of our friends just start <laughs> to be funny. They're like, you know what? These The barriers, they're not like steel or in the ground. It's just hay and tires, like loose tires. So my buddy, I want to say my buddy Rich, just all of a sudden you see tires and hay just shoot up in the air. <laughs> he just went right through. Uh, it's so much fun. I need to do that again. I love doing that. And just adults. Hey, screw the kids. I want to go do that. Like race my wife. She's ultra competitive. Maybe I don't want to race her because she's just going to beat me. But uh, <laughs> that that's the attitude, Scott. Don't try something if you think you're going to lose. <laughs> so anyway, I need to do that. You guys uh, let me know if there's a really good place I should check out to huff podcast at gmail.com or hit me up on my socials at to huff podcast but you know what we need to do right now we need to do it it must be done let's jump into the headlines let's go let's go and now here are the headlines <laughs> oh snap we got some drama Last week, we talked about Sean Payton just laying the wood when it came to Nathaniel Hackett and last year's Denver Broncos coaching staff. And he was just overly honest uh, in in regards to that. I have no problem with it. Sean Payton later reluctantly came out and give, gave a, a soft apology to the situation because, you know, PR was telling him, they're like, dude, just come out there and, and say sorry as much as you can. Even though you spoke the truth, I'm putting words in their mouth, but that's essentially what, you know, that's what happened behind the scenes is, yeah, you said all this, it's true, but go out and say, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have said it. Well, anyway, long or short of it, he comes out and says that. And then Aaron Rodgers was on NFL Network and he responded to the whole situation. Here's Aaron Rodgers on NFL Network. Yeah, I love Nathaniel Hackett, and those comments were very surprising. Um, to for a coach to do that to another coach, my love for Hack goes deep. You know, we had uh, 
some great years together in Green Bay. Kept in touch. Um, love him and his family. He's an incredible family man, incredible dad. And on the field, you know, he's arguably my favorite coach I've ever had in the NFL. Just his approach to it, how he makes it fun, uh, how he cares about the guys, uh, just how he goes about his business with respect, with leadership, with honesty, with integrity. And it made me feel bad that someone who's accomplished a lot in the league is that insecure that they have to take another man down to set themselves up for some sort of easy fall if it doesn't go well for that team this year. thought it was way out of line and appropriate, and I think he needs to keep uh, my coach's names out of his mouth. Oh, snap! Aaron Rodgers. I am smack dab in the middle of a good old-fashioned catfight. <laughs> Did he not channel Will Smith at the end? Am I right? Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth! Oh, my God. Aaron Rodgers. And he was emotional. You could tell that he was fighting back the emotion on that. Not like he was about to cry be like, that's my quarterback, man. You can't do that. Who was that? Terrell Owens back in the day when people were bagging on, I think it was Tony Romo or something like that. And and he got all emotional about it. But that's that's what he, you know, you could tell he was he was trying not to get overly upset. He needs to calm down and take some psychedelics and he'll be cool. Smoke some weed. You're good. Aaron. (laughs) My God, that dude was so pissed off. Oh, I had something else that was funny. Oh, you know what's going to happen, though, uh, Aaron? You guys play the Denver Broncos at Mile High coming up on October 8th. Guess what? You're talking shit, too. Now you're mad. You're like, spit my my coaches, my lovely coach. Uh, spit his name out of your mouth, blah, blah, blah. And it's going to be all drama-filled. And guess what is going to happen come fourth quarter? Everybody's going to be chanting this in the stands. You done messed up, A.A. Ron! That's right, because you done messed up. You poked the bear. Now, sure, Sean Payton may have started it, <laughs> but the Denver Broncos are going to finish it, too. So it's fine. What do you think about the whole Sean Payton thing? Do you, yes, I I like it that he came out and, and was brutally honest because, listen, we all want to hear the truth, but then we don't want to hear the truth. And what he did was he laid out the truth. Is it unprofessional? Probably. Probably. Am I a professional person? No. No. So I would appreciate it if if, if that was more of a common thing especially in the sports world. Just be honest with it. We're all saying the same thing. It was a excuse me, it was a joke of a season last year. And to say otherwise is ridiculous. So Sean Payton said said the truth. People don't like that. Okay? Was it all Nathaniel Hackett's fault? No. No. Was he way out of line Sean Payton for saying that? Yeah, probably on some level. But I, 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 I stand with Sean, okay? Aaron, Aaron, don't poke the bear. You done messed up, A.A. Ron! <laughs> oh, God, so dramatic. I was talking to Kim Becker this morning of Mile High Sports, and she's just like, you know, what is what? Something about, like, oh, the drama. I totally butchered what she was going to, what she told me, but it basically, it's just like, what, what, what good is football season without a dash of drama? 
Jesus. This this story kind of bugs me out because I'm Subway. They did a tattoo uh, contest. What I want to say last season, and it was won by a guy up in either Fort Collins or Greeley, I believe. And he got a tattoo and won sandwiches for life, free sandwiches for life. Well, now Subway is giving you a chance to get free sandwiches for life if you agree to legally change your name to Subway. <laughs> That's so dumb. Now, would you pronounce it some like a different way? Be like, it says your name's Subway? No, 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 no. Subway Johnson. Uh, no, no, it's not. It's not pronounced Subway. It's pronounced um, Todd. <laughs> like, it's spelled that way, but that's not how I'm going to go, what I'm going to go by. Would you do this? I just, it's not that, I don't like Subway that much. I imagine in the fine print, it, it says that you can't change your name back or at least for an extended amount of time. So what you can do, if you're considering this, visit subwaynamechange.com. Now, between 9 a.m. August 1st and 11.59 p.m. August 4th, they're going to be taking uh, entries for the contest. The winner will receive $750 to cover the cost of legally changing their name, along with $50,000 in Subway gift cards, now, that's all according to the rules. So if you break that down, because this is very common, like you win beer for a year, that's usually like, uh, you know, one case of beer for the month for, you know, the year. So you're getting 12 cases of beer. You're not getting as much beer as you can <laughs> for a year, which would be great. And some of us out there could hammer that and they'd be they'd lose a lot of money. But. That's that's the fine print of all this stuff. So you're going to win $50,000 in gift cards. Well, if you do, according to their websites and stuff, the average foot long is roughly $6.50. Now, that being said, I believe that's on the lower end. It actually might be a little bit higher. But anyway, you divide that by $50,000. That's 7,692.3 subs, right? Now, you do that number divided by 365 days a year. That's 21 years if you eat one every single day, which if you got free food, you might as well, like, dude, kids, that's what we're eating for dinner. And, and that's, that's one sub. And I'll be curious to see, like, is there because I couldn't find it on the rules. Does that mean you can, you're only limited to like one a day or you're allowed a certain amount a day? It doesn't seem like it's not really for a year or for your life unless they alter it. Because now that, that being said, that's great. I would never change my name. I'd be pissed if my kids changed their name. They're like, dad, you can't call me Jackson anymore. It's subway. You're like, what? God, that's dumb. What's your middle name now? Uh, Italian BMT. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know. I don't get it. Now, the winner will be chosen via a random drawing on August 7th. That's according to the official uh, sweepstake rules. Would you do that? I mean, I guess if it's one of those things where, especially if you're like down on your luck and you're like, dude, I, I got a shit paying job. I don't know. 
maybe this will be worth it and at least put some food in your mouth. Right? I guess in a sense it's not bad, but like for me, like I couldn't imagine. Like it's Subway uncensored. <laughs> That's so random. Ugh. The the tattoo was pretty bad in itself that that guy won last year, but changing your name, especially if you have to hold on to it for at least like say 20 years or something like that, that's just nuts. Be like you changed your name to Subway so you can get a free sandwich. Because that's what it would come down to. Nobody would say you get like 7,000 sandwiches for free. No, it would be like, you got, you changed your name to a restaurant just for a couple sandwiches? That's great. At least they're footlongs, I guess. (laughs) Guess. Scientists have revived a worm that was frozen 46,000 years ago. At a time when woolly mammoths, saber-toothed tigers, and giant elks still roamed the earth. Is this a good idea? No, it's not. I just answered for you. You're welcome. That's a horrible idea. Why do we keep fucking with shit? Next thing you know, somebody's going to be like, uh, uh, where'd that worm go? I'm, I don't know. <laughs> the next thing you know, we got another pandemic. And it all started with a fucking 46,000-year-old worm. <laughs> or is it an alien? Ding, ding, ding. Oh, I don't like that we that we keep messing with that shit. I feel like, you know, I'm not a scientist. Clearly, I'm a moron. But it can't be a good idea to be thawing stuff out from, you know, 50 some thousand years ago, basically. Just not a good idea. You just don't know what that's going to do and how it's going to interact with the current environment that we're in. So, yeah. Back then, it might have been somewhat harmless, but, you know, when it interacts with, say, our species or other uh, elements around us, it it could just jack stuff up. Listen, I'm all doom and gloom. (laughs) Doom and gloom. (laughs) We got more coming your way, but first, oh, I was telling you about this at the beginning. Are you ready for your mouth to water? Mine's already watering just thinking about this. Sugar Fire in Westminster is my go-to barbecue place. Who doesn't love barbecue? They're off of 144th and Orchard Parkway, so just east of Huron. So check this out. It's St. Louis-style barbecue that is going to make your taste buds do a happy dance. (laughs) That was a horrible happy dance, but you get the point. They got baby back ribs, beef brisket, pulled pork, turkey, burgers, and they're all prepared to perfection every single day. The stuff's not frozen, and they're just like, yeah, we'll get to it. We'll make it today and serve it, you know, next week. No, fresh every single day. And my go-to is the double burger, double patted, grass-fed beef, blended daily from Sugar Fire's mix of chuck, brisket, and boneless short rib, and hand patted and griddled seared. Oh, I love it. Oh, dude, it's so good. Seasoned only with sea salt and fresh cracked pepper, then served on real butter toasted bun. It's insane. Now, my wife always goes with the beautifully smoked brisket and or pulled pork. Sometimes she does both. Sometimes she just does one. But she always gets an amazing side with it because their sides are on another level. Basically, any barbecue side you can think of, they got and knock it out of the park, like potato salad, baked beans, mac and cheese, coleslaw, cornbread, just to name a few. That's not even all of them. 
And don't forget about their sauces. They got St. Louis Sweet, Texas Hot, Coffee, Carolina Mustard, and White Barbecue. This place, no joke, is flavor heaven, and I love it. And you need to come check them out. Sugar Fire in Westminster is by far my favorite barbecue barbecue place in the state of Colorado. So when you try what Chef Clint and the crew whip up on a daily basis, you're going to taste for yourself what I'm talking about. It's family friendly, perfect for date night, or even catering for those special family events like weddings, holiday parties, or even the big meeting at the office. So go ahead and check out Sugar Fire in Westminster, just off of 144th and Orchard Parkway, just east of Huron, you can follow them on social media at Sugar Fire Westy, and you're going to see where uh, Chef Clint loves to post all his daily specials on there. So check it out. Definitely worth a follow. Sugar Fire in Westminster, reinventing barbecue every single day. You hear that? That's the sound of football coming back, and now is the time to place your preseason bets with Superbook Sports. Superbook is the most trusted name in Vegas, and now you can use promo code MILEHIGH to score up to $250 with their first bet bonus. So win or lose, they're going to match your first bet up to $250 with promo code MILEHIGH. So go ahead, don't miss out on this football season, and win some money with Superbook Sports and that promo code mile high. Visit superbook.com for terms and conditions. And if you got a gambling problem, call 1 800 Gambler. You may have seen this. Uh, and it almost, I, I had to double check on this because I was like, oh, is this just an old, old story that they just recycled? Because sometimes on social media, they do that. And sometimes certain websites will do that. They're, they're like a month behind. But no, this just happened. Again, I want to say this is like the fourth one that I've seen and talked about this year. We're not even through basic tomorrow's August 1st, and we're already up to like at least four of these. A roller coaster ride stopped at the at the very top of a loop to loop. It's like going like a circle at the very top. Like you like imagine every. <laughs> Like every cartoon that you see where it stops at the top and then everybody falls out type of thing. Like Looney Tunes. I'm sure they've done that in Looney Tunes. Anyway, they're 72 feet up, thankfully strapped in securely in the coaster, and it just stops right in the middle. And they were stuck there for 40 minutes before rescuers got them down. Nobody freaked out. There were no injuries. Can't imagine that's good for your brain to be upside down for 40 minutes, though. I'm not a doctor. I know everybody thought I was, but I'm not. <laughs> Failed out of medical school. But that can't be good for your head to be upside down for 40 freaking minutes. Minutes. <laughs> I said that funny. Um, this happened in Adventure Island over in the UK. I feel like this is happening way too much. I don't want to go on a roller coaster. One, I get sick. I get sick if I turn around too fast, start vomiting, be like, what happened? It's motion sickness. <laughs> no. Like, I get sick. I went on the the teacups with my kids, like whatever the teacup version is at, at Elitch Gardens. And I did that, and I was just, I was done for the rest of the freaking day. I was like, this is, this is horrible. Horrible. Are you, does this make you not want to go to a, a theme park hearing all these? You had that one last, 
I want to say a few weeks ago where there was that giant crack and it was every time the roller coaster would, would move, that whole track would move because it was there was a giant fracture in the support beam. All that stuff. Does this freak you out a little bit? Or do you feel like this is just this stuff happens all the time anyway? And now with social media, everybody knows about it. I'm kind of leaning towards that, that that's that's part of the problem is this is this isn't necessarily uncommon. It's just now everybody has a, a phone and every everything can go viral in a drop of a hat. So it's probably happening like this all the time. We just don't know about it. So thankfully, nobody was hurt. And uh, yeah, I oof, it freaks me out anyway. I did pass out once on a roller coaster. I think I told you guys that. I was with my my nephew Zach, and were he was scared to get on there, and I sat next to him, and I was like, "Let's just scream as loud as we can, and it'll be fun." So I do that, and again, I don't do well on roller coasters, so it was a simple roller coaster, but we're like, "Ah!" Oh, and I remember blacking out in the middle of my scream. So it was like, "Oh!" And then I look over at him, and he's, like, having a good time. I'm like, I can't tell him I passed out. <laughs> can't. Then he'll never do it again. Ah, anyway. An enormous uh, Lebanon bologna sandwich billed as one of the world's largest has been unveiled at a central uh, Pennsylvania fair. It's 100, 150 feet long and was created Tuesday night at the Lebanon area fair by a large crowd a crew of volunteers known as the Baloney Security. <laughs> Hi, I'm with the Baloney Security. Sir, it's not going to work on me today, okay? Maybe yesterday, not today. <laughs> what? I'm with the Baloney Security. <laughs> Let me see it. Anyway, uh, why would they call it Baloney Security? That's dumb. <laughs> anyway, Lebanon Baloney is known for its distinct smoked and tangy flavor. Uh, every foot-long bite was sponsored at $100 a foot. The money was donated to the Lebanon County Christian Ministries and their efforts to help people dealing with food insecurity in the Lebanon uh, Valley. That's that's cool. It went for a good cause. I like it. I like it when it it's that type of thing. Not just hey, we made a giant pizza and it's basically bas- nobody wants to eat it. But we did it just to get a world record. Meanwhile, we wasted all this food. 600 slices of provolone cheese and 1,200 slices of half-sweet and original Seltzer's Lebanon bologna to create 900 sandwiches or six uh, sandwiches per foot. Fairgoers had a a chance to uh, enjoy the sandwiches for free on Tuesday night as well. So everybody ate it. I, I like that. I think that's cool. It's a good way to do it. It's it's all for charity. But the only thing that really popped out to me is it, it reminded me of when I was a kid and we'd eat bologna. And like I remember my brother and I would stick the bologna sandwiches or not bologna sandwiches, just put a thing of bologna, a slice of bologna in the microwave. And you I don't know how long we put it in there, 30 seconds or so. And then you heat it up and it turns itself into a bowl. Oh, it's so delicious. <laughs> Get a, get a nice warm bologna. <laughs> Where's bologna security when you need them? But you, it, then you do add some like uh, mustard to it. Oh, so good. So simple, yet so sophisticated. You're welcome. Uh, follow me for more food advice. 
real quick, I have to bring this up. My wife and daughter went to see the new Barbie movie over the weekend. They loved it. They did a big girls outing with some of the neighbors, and it, they had a fun. They had fun. Daughter loved it, and, and all the the ladies loved it too. So it was pretty cool. But I saw this story, and it made me think of them. A fight broke out in a movie theater after a parent let their child watch YouTube during the Barbie screening. And not only that, apparently the the audio on the YouTube was at full blast. What kind of dick parent does that? If your kid can't sit there and watch a movie, then don't go to the movie with your kid. I get it. It's one of those things where I've had to do that like when my daughter was uh, younger. She had a hard time making it through movies, whereas my son was good. So I remember at least two times where I had to get up and we left. I took my daughter out. She couldn't handle it. She couldn't stop walking around and trying to talk to my wife and I. I'm like, you're ruining this for everybody else. So then we would leave. And then I told her, I was like, you got us kicked out. You, this is on you. Blood's on your hands. She's like, what? We got kicked out? And we're like, yeah, sure. Uh, oh, what are your thoughts on that? Because I don't, uh, I'd be pissed too if I went to a movie and somebody is letting their kid watch anything. I mean, they have disclaimers at the beginning of the movie. Don't be a dick and turn off your phone. You know, it's a paraphrase, AMC theaters. So what the hell, what kind of parent would do that? Would you let this happen? This happened in Brazil, by the way. I thought this happened in Florida because that would have made sense. But it was in Brazil. Who knew? But have you ever experienced that? Do you let your kids do that? I I, I would be fucking pissed off if, if I'm, I'm at a movie and somebody's watching shit. Even if you're like checking your phone and everything's on silent... That's still distracting. And this kid was on YouTube with the sound on. And apparently at full blast. So fucking annoying. Great parenting. Okay? Great parenting. I'm obviously being sarcastic. Uh, hey, my buddies over at 1876 Apparel, they're celebrating Colorado's birthday on Sunday, August 6th. At the Living the Dream Brewery, which is awesome, by the way. And they're featuring their 1876 Colorado Ale. They're going to have live music all day, including Critical J and the C-minuses. They're going to have thousands of dollars in 1876 apparel giveaways. Oh, I need to get some of those, guys. Free 1876 Ale Glass for the first 100 guests. And 1876 apparel pop-up sale with once-a-year discounts. Be the first to taste the 1876 ale since 2015. Oh, yeah. So you got to check that out. You get a free ale glass? That's awesome. I want, God, what do I have to do, guys, to get that? Come on now. Visit uh, 1876.co. And get more information and check out some of their, their apparel. Awesome stuff. Again, that's going to be happening this Sunday, August 6th, at the Living the Dream Brewery. Go check it out. I'm going to try to stop by, so you may see me there. And it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, anytime you can get some good music and possibly get some free stuff, 
it's definitely worth the trip. So uh, we'll hopefully see you all out there. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, thanks so much to Sugar Fire Westminster. Go check them out, and you're going to see what I'm talking about when it comes to great barbecue. Thanks so much to Superbook Sports Colorado as well. You guys are amazing. It's to Huff Uncensored. Let's keep moving forward. I'll talk to you next time.